Hey, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about what it means to be undefeated. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is November 22nd, 2021. And this day is near and dear to my heart because it is my second child's birthday. Happy birthday, Harmony. I love you. We actually had a Sweet 16 birthday party for her yesterday. And that is why this did not post until now. Because normally I record this on a Sunday and then I post it on Monday And I thought about doing it after her party last night, and I realized if I did, it would sound like incoherent mush because I was so tired. It was a really good time. So most of you know, I am an introvert. No matter what anybody else says, I am an introvert. So being surrounded by a lot of people and having to socialize, really getting to socialize is exhausting for me. So We had a lot of people here last night and a lot of my daughter's friends and then also some people from the congregation, which was great. And I mean, we went all out for her sweet 16 birthday, so I hope it was memorable for her. We do not normally do that for birthdays. Normally, it's like, here's some cake, some ice cream, and go hang out with your friends. Enjoy. Um, My daughter actually planned pretty much her whole party. She really should be a party planner. Not only does she bake yummy treats, but she also, like, made up her own games. She had a scavenger hunt. It was uh, it was pretty amazing, actually. So, really proud of her for the woman of God that she's becoming. But um, this past week has also been hard for me. I'm, I'm finally winding down on my antibiotics that I have because of bacterial infection I have in my stomach. And it has been really just throwing me off my game and... Normally, I have good days and bad days with my health, but this past week has just been terrible. It actually was the first time ever that I have been told to go home from work because I looked so terrible and I clearly was in pain. So um, I was actually sitting on my bus and um, the bus driver next to me told me, no, you need to go home now because you look absolutely terrible. Uh, They understand it was nothing. You know, I didn't have COVID. I wasn't, you know going to give anybody my infection because it's not something that you can give to somebody else um, in that regard. So it was just interesting um, for me to actually have been sent home, but it was good. It gave me an opportunity to actually rest and be able to recover enough to go to our congregation on Saturday and then also have this party that we had for our daughter yesterday. But um, as I do every single week, I want to tell you what the Torah portion is, which we actually are kind of going to be talking about today when we discuss being undefeated. So the Torah portion this week is Vayeshev, or Vayeshev, I'm not 100% sure how to say that. It means, and he settled. The Torah portion is Genesis chapter 37, verses 1 to chapter 40, verses 23. And that's a story of Joseph, as you all know. He is probably my favorite person in the Bible just because I can relate. And I think we all really can. The half tour portion is Amos chapter two, verses six to chapter three, verses eight. And then you have the uh, Brit Hadashah, which is the New Testament or the gospel portion. And that is Acts chapter seven, verses nine through 16. And 
I love it when a plan comes together. I know a team. Um, yes, that the original actually came out well before I was born. So I'm not actually aging myself, but um, I really do. And I love that the, the, the way that this particular tour portion all comes together. And for me, at least this week, it taught, it really spoke to me about being undefeated. And really, it's like, what in the world does that mean, Erica? Like, what do you mean by undefeated? So as I do, you know, keep praying about, Lord, what do you want me to talk about on this podcast? Because this podcast is not about me. It's about trying to reach others and help them walk through life and and help other believers recognize and know that they're not alone. Like, we all have struggles. None of us is perfect. There's no judgment here. Um, I have my story and, and you have your story. And I think that we are supposed to love each other. We are to help each other continue to walk down the path that Yeshua would have us walk down. So, defeat. That means to overcome in a contest, election, battle, etc. Prevail over, vanquish. To frustrate or thwart. So, if you go to poor Joseph, I tell you what. There are so many instances in his life where he simply could have just let his feelings of being rejected and defeated and all alone overwhelm him to the point where he would just give up. I mean, how many of us can honestly say, and I'm sure there might be some out there that their story is actually worse than what Joseph went through. He was the son of Jacob of Israel and he, Jacob had 12 sons and, and Joseph was one of them. And his 11 brothers conspired against him because they were jealous that Jacob loved him the best. I should say his 10 brothers because Benjamin was too young and wasn't conspiring against him at all. But they all conspired against him and decided they wanted to get rid of him. In fact, they wanted to kill him. The only one who interceded on his behalf was the oldest, which was Reuben. And he said, no, no, let's not, not, let's not kill him. We shouldn't do that. And I don't know. It's, it's interesting because if you read the tour portion, you're reading it and your Reuben says, don't do this. And they said, okay, we won't. Evidently he goes off somewhere and then he comes back co- and finds out that his brothers had thrown him, you know, they had thrown him into a pit. Well, actually Reuben was there. He threw them into, in, into the pit, threw Joseph into the pit. And when he came back, his bro- other brothers had sold him to some Ishmaelites who were walking by. And those Ishmaelites sold to him and and put him into slavery in Egypt, which is how he got to Egypt in the first place. I mean, can you imagine being thrown into a pit by your siblings, being left there, having no idea, like, okay, like, is this like a joke? Like, are you going to let me out? Like, what's the deal, guys? Like, I mean, I'm sure he felt pretty darn defeated. And then his brothers sell him. Once again, um, rejection, being feel like, what's going on? Like, I'd be questioning my whole life at that point. Like, why are my brothers selling me? I don't understand. And then being sent into slavery into Egypt and he hadn't done anything wrong. Now, the part that I love and really uh, the whole thing I love is where you could find it is in Genesis 39 verses two. And it simply says, but Adonai was with Joseph. So he became successful man in the house of his master, the Egyptian, because he got sold to Potiphar, who was an Egyptian. And I think that that's 
a verse that we really need to focus on. Adonai was with him. And the reality is, Adonai is with each and every one of us. We are the ones who get to choose what to do with that knowledge and that understanding. Do we choose to follow after Adonai? Or we do we choose to go ahead and do our own thing? Now, God will still be with you because he loves you. But when we are walking in Adonai's will, we have his favor. So when we have these moments, whether or not you choose to walk with him or not, you're going to feel defeated in your life. It's, it's a given. We're human beings. We're going to feel defeated at some point in our life. But Adonai is with us, right? But can he either be with us and just with us, or can he be with us because we're walking in right relationship with him and have his favor? I don't know about you, but I want his, his favor, especially when I'm feeling, having moments in my life where I'm feeling absolutely defeated. Now, how many times did Joseph feel defeated? What helped him in his time of distress to be able to stand up after he had fallen and to inevitably succeed? I mean, you read the story of Joseph and it's like something great happens and something terrible happens and something great happens and something terrible happens. And um, it's almost like a pattern. You know, how many times did he fall down? And instead of wallowing in his defeat and rejection and just feeling absolutely alone, did he simply choose to stand up and say, no, I am the God, I am the the son of Jacob who follows after Adonai and I'm going to stand up and do what I know is right and what I'm called to do. How often does that happen with us? What in our own lives happens to make us feel defeated? I know for myself, there are things in each of our lives that we have control over, right? And then there are things in our lives we don't have control over. Like example of something that I have control over in my life that I have many times where I simply feel defeated is being a mother. Where I feel like, man, this child is not listening to me. Like, I'm just, I'm so, you know, done. I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. Like, this is not the way that I want my child to walk. Or even just being as a mother, I cannot do the things that I want to do or all the things I'd like to do for my children or be there for my children or teach my children. But the reality is in those kind of circumstances, I do have some control over that. I can pray and say, Lord, teach me how to speak to this one child. How can I be a better mother to this one child? And say that for each and every one of your children, because each children, each child is different, right? So then we have situations that you can't control. For me, that's my health, right? There are certain things that have to do with my health I can have control over, like, you know, things that I eat and the environment that I choose to be in. But no matter how good of an environment, and how well I eat, I still tend to have some health problems. So, you know, we jokingly call me the bubble girl because when I stay in my home, in my environment, I'm less likely to have my health problems. I'm less likely to have my skin flare-ups and things. But when I travel, inevitably, I typically have 
some sort of skin problem or an issue. So I can feel very defeated, especially on my bad days, because I have good days and I have bad days, and some I have a little bit of control over. Most of the time I don't. And when I have those bad days, I just feel so defeated because I want to be a better mom. I want to be able to get out of bed and be a, a better wife, and I want to get things done around the home, and I want to be able to do what God has called me to do. But my mind is willing and my body is weak. My flesh is weak, right? But literally, my flesh is weak and doesn't want me to do what I want it to do. So I think it's really good to remember we are not the only ones who go through these things. I want to give you some encouragement. Um, really great uh, encouragement. It's not part of the tour portion, but you know what? The whole word of God is an awesome thing. So if you would go with me to Romans chapter 8, you know I read the Tree of Life version, to verses 35 to 39. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Messiah? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. But in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Messiah Yeshua our Lord. Yeshua loves us. Adonai loves us. And he wants us to succeed. Why? Because he loves us. Yes. But also, when we succeed... And we are following after him and we are in his favor and we know that we can glorify him in every situation, circumstance. But the reality is we're supposed to glorify him no matter what the circumstance, even if we are feeling defeated. And that can be really, really hard. We got to get out of our own heads and our own minds and say, you know what, Lord, I'm still going to glorify you and praise you for what is in my life. And for who is in my life. And for the fact that you are who you say that you are. The other great um, verse I want to read to you. I got it actually from my devotional yesterday. I was like, you know what? This is really great for my podcast. Is Psalms 118 verses 17 to 29. This first verse, uh, verse 17, is something that I, I think we all should Stand in the mirror, especially when we're feeling defeated. Stand in the mirror and say to ourselves, it says, I will not die, but live and proclaim that at what Adonai has done. So we're separating ourselves from what's going on with us and saying, no, I will praise you, Lord. I will choose to live and not die because I will speak to the heavens and the earth and praise you for what you have done. Verse 18, Adonai has chastened me hard but has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and praise Adonai. This is the gate of Adonai. The righteous will enter through it. I give you thanks because you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. It is from Adonai. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that Adonai has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hoshiana, please, Adonai, save now. We beseech you, Adonai, prosper us. Baruch Hashem, Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of Adonai. 
we bless you from the house of Adonai. Adonai is God, and he has given us light. Join the festival with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I praise you. You are my God, I exalt you. Praise Adonai, for he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. And that is where our focus should be, especially when we're feeling defeated and run down and just rejected and any of those terrible feelings that we as human beings feel. We need to fix our eyes upon Adonai and all that he has done. Not what we're going through and not how we feel, but what he has done. I know a lot of people actually, I've, I've heard this uh, told a lot of times, I myself really need to start doing it is they'll have like a mason jar and they'll write little, like have little strips of paper and they'll write different things that the Lord has done for them and for others that they know about and putting it in the mason jar. So that when they have moments like this, they can simply take it out of the mason jar and read it. Other people say that, like, you know, they have a praise journal, same concept. You're writing down like, this is my praise report. This is what the Lord has done for me. These are the amazing things that has happened in my life. Um, a crazy thing. I'm praising the Lord for two new roosters that we have. I'm not a huge fan of roosters. These are wild roosters that a friend of ours found while she was biking about a mile away from our home. Some people had um, abandoned them in a house that no one lives at. They just dumped them on the property. And uh, the two younger kids and I spent some time trying to catch these roosters and it just didn't happen. And people across the street came over and we were trying to catch these roosters and they're like, you know what, we'll call you if they, you know, they, they're starting to get a lot more brave and they're coming closer to our patio. Well, one of them had their garage open and these roosters just kept coming in. So eventually he was able to trap them in his garage, catch them, and then he brought them over to our home yesterday. And um, I don't know if you just heard him. He, he just, he just uh, crowed. One of them did. But I mean, these guys, I praise the Lord for them because they have brought some serious entertainment to my life just today. And even when we were trying to catch them because they do this funky little dance that I've never seen roosters do trying to appeal to my chickens, my female chickens. And it's, it's a hoot. And quite frankly, when you're starting to feel defeated, the key is to look outside yourself. Even if something as silly as some roosters who are trying to entertain and appeal to the chickens that you have. So I know it's, it, I know people say, man, the small things in life must really entertain you. I say, yeah, that's how I've survived. I've survived because the little things in life are what make me happy and entertain me and bring a smile to my face. And I think that that's really important when you see the, the good side out of the small things. Uh, my husband is a uh, op, uh, optimist at heart and I am a pessimist at heart. And so it's really good that we balance each other out and are able to say like, you know, well, I'm, I'm kind of like the realist. Well, no, this is really the reality of the situation. But then he always has something positive to say. So once again, I'm looking outside of myself. My husband helps me to see uh, the blue skies when I think it's, it's gray. And um, I think that that's what God has created us to do is to be in community with one another, to love each other. And on that note, if you are in America, you know that this Thursday we are going to be celebrating Thanksgiving. It's my husband's favorite holiday and he just loves it. And I love it because it's, it's a good time. It's my favorite season. It's wow. This rooster is really crowing. I wonder if you can hear this on the podcast. I'll have to listen to, to see, but, um, it's just amazing to me. You know, the, it's a time for us to really reflect and be thankful 
for what the Lord has done and what he's provided in our lives. Not what we've provided for ourselves because we can't do it on our own, but what he has provided for us. So when you are meeting with your family, remember to speak truth, but do it in love and to not feel defeated about your circumstances and your situations in your life. God is with you. He's walking with you always. And like I always do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 27. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. I pray that this has spoken to you in some way, has lifted you up, has encouraged you, that you maybe even got a few laughs. Um, if you can actually hear these roosters, they are hilarious. And I will talk to you again next week. See you then. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is an Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. You can also leave me a one-minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica LaCasse, and it should have a button right there to say, leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment. I would love to hear from you.